0: Welcome to Standing in Her Power Global. I am your host, Penny Sophocleus. In this podcast, I speak to unique and interesting women to hear their stories and their individual approaches to life and work. Each one offers living examples of how women are evolving our society for the
1: better. They demonstrate what they can do, you can do too. Was well, the hope unconscious bias. You know, I got to a certain stage of my career and in larger company, and you just can't get any further. And then the the challenges that as a woman, when I look back at now, I understand why, because of all the systemic issues when it came to not having women to progress any further. And it got to the stage when I just thought in my thirties, I went as far as I could I'm actually going to try entrepreneurship, which I really thought I didn't want to. No, and I loved it. I'd,
0: I'd like yeah. to stick on that because it's, <laughs> okay. it's fascinating because what you're saying is exactly my experience as well. That somewhere in your 30s, maybe in your latter 30s, suddenly you realize that that's it. You haven't got an avenue to go forward. So tell me about those experiences. What was that like? And what were you doing at the time? What were you doing in your 30s? Was that still in the UK or had
1: you? Oh, no, that? no, I was, I was back. back. Yeah, I've gone back to Australia. I worked for the largest corporates like News Limited, part of News Corp, Telstra, and in fairly senior roles also, like in Telstra and with news. Tell me Um, about what kind of seniority was that? So... Where was the glass ceiling? I think if I wanted, I mean, let's say like the absolute CEO, obviously that's the top position, and then you have the direct reports of the CEO And then you have the next level of group management. And then they've got three or four levels down. But those top three levels, it's very hard to break into that. And so I got as far as the fourth level, which is still pretty amazing achievement for somebody in their 20s and early 30s. Yes. But I was just basically just kept getting promoted sideways. And I was doing the same thing and I was getting very good at it. And I just thought I could do this for another 30 years, or in my 30s. At that time, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids, I didn't have a mortgage, and I thought it's now or never to try something completely different and right. just see what is it like on the other side, whether there's anything in there. And I knew that I can always come back to my career if I worked out that it's not something for me type of thing. And I'm really glad I did that because it gave me a different perspective on different types of businesses.
0: And that's when you decided to go into the entrepreneurial field. Yeah, yeah. So Exactly. I suppose you exactly. had your parents, you said your parents were quite entrepreneurial. Yes. Uh, so they, did you feel that you had some role models inside your family that you could kind of emulate? The better question is, what gave you the confidence to say,
1: well, actually, I'm
0: done with the corporate
1: field. I'm going to try <laughs> entrepreneurialism. You know, it's actually at that time I didn't really think about my parents because I I just thought I could do it differently to how they were doing. Which later on I talk to my dad all the time now because you know he's a very successful business man. But at that time I had already completed an MBA, so I had three degrees behind me: two in business, one in accounting. I lived and breathed business. And the thing about working in media and IT industries, which is my background, was Mm -hmm. that you work with a lot of business subsidiaries, which rolls up into the parent company. And within the subsidiaries, I was like the CFO or the COO, the equivalent of that. That wasn't the title, but that was kind of like the equivalent. And I saw how it all works and I probably just wasn't in a leadership role in like the, the head of the business unit or the CEO of the business unit. So I felt that I was equipped with the knowledge I have and I bought a franchise in business consultancy to have that framework and the support to get me started. And boy, (laughs) was that so much more challenging than I thought it would be, even with all the degrees in the world, doesn't prepare you for that journey at all.
0: Right. And did you find that having that franchise did give you that kind of framework to succeed and did give you the kind of infrastructure. Was that helpful
1: or actually knowing what you now know, could you have done it differently? Uh, I probably would have done it differently because that particular franchise didn't quite work out the way that they said that they would. Mm. But saying that was everything, you know, for every path that I've taken, I've learned so much from it even though it hasn't worked out. So it was good for me to be exposed to that, good for me to see how it all works, and also good for me to learn how not to do business and type of people not to engage with. So I needed that. I needed to have something to start off with, but I probably would have tried to probably work in a small business first and build a network that way. It's probably my approach than a franchise.
0: Okay. So you must have experienced if the franchise didn't quite work out, Sometimes in my experience, we learn the most when things
1: go wrong. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So when it went wrong, what did you learn? When it went wrong, I think, like I said, it's just the how not to do business in those ways. And I think I've learned that I needed a network of people first. And I was very much a people person. Mm -hmm. I needed to build the right network for me to embark on the entrepreneurial journey. And when I was doing the franchise, I met my husband and we were going to get married. And I thought, okay, you know what? I really need to build up my income again and go back to work. So I went back to work, but instead of going back to corporate. So I had this fork. and this is the whole thing about the network is that I had a job, an opportunity. I had a job offer with American Express. Then I also had a job offer with a small tech company. Right. And I knew if I go back to corporate, it will be the same old, same old, but it, I'll have the security, I'll have a better income, I'll have exposure to career opportunities, or I'll try this small tech company that wants to go global but has a, more of an entrepreneurial nature around it and see how that works. And I took that path and I've learned so much from it. And the network that I've built from that and where it has grown, I still talk to the people out of that because of that role. Right.
0: Fantastic. And so the tech company, how long were you there and what did you learn from it that has enabled you to then move on to build your own business?
1: Yes. So that tech company, I was hired as the CFO and eventually COO, and I had to help them with capital raising. I also have to help them grow. I've sorted out, I had helped them prepare the due diligence, systemize the whole business all of that stuff that I know I'm very good at and put some order into their chaos to make them able to scale the business and implemented a system for them. And so what I've learned through it, also through the people getting the right talent, getting the right, it was an IT company and they were selling, they had their own software. And we also managed between what you can outsource, what you can do in-house, flow, R&D budget, all those challenges that a tech company feel and how you try to grow, but build and seek investment to help you. And the dynamics of the co-founders as well, which were challenging. And so I've learned that if you don't have a good co-founder team, mm-hmm. that can add to more challenges of the business. And I look, by the way, the experiences I've had are great. And here, I know I'm talking a lot of the negative, but the negative, like you said, is what you've learned so much out of it. And so my learnings came out of the negative, but it was also a positive experience for me. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how we can convert a negative experience into a positive by hindsight. And you have to do that to sort of draw the wisdom because the wisdom is there, there even when you're going through it. It's just that yeah. it gets kind of overloaded with a lot of the negative emotion that happens in yeah. you, when you're going through it.
1: It does, and for somebody who's a perfectionist <laughs> and a control right. freak, it can be. I did a lot of reflection and learnings from it, and I'm glad that you know that side of me has pretty much has disappeared in a way. And looking back, I don't look at it with any sense of negative feelings. It's just it was really necessary for me to learn. And I learned by experience. So even though, like I said, I've got the three degrees, I learned the best from experience.
0: From the experience, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So looking back on your life, what would you say has surprised you most?
1: Career-wise or personal-wise?
0: Just, well, both actually, I suppose, I ask personally and then.
1: I think what surprised me the most when I look at the, you know, I guess women or men, my age group or younger, I realized that, wow, it is so amazing what I managed to do in my 20s. Like that being naive was helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad that, which I've since discovered that not all women do that. But I think you may also relate the same because of your investment banking background is that when I was offered an opportunity to be promoted, I just took it. Yep. I didn't know how to do the job. No I just fear. Took it. No fear. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I did that because I saw it more like, I mean, I was terrified. I didn't know whether I could do the job, but I just thought like, oh, if this person believed that I could do the job and offered me, then I'm going to do it and prove that I can do it. So I was a bit confused. And even as a manager, I've offered women opportunities for promotion, things like that. And I would get like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do this. I won't do this. or have a million reasons of why they shouldn't be promoted. And that's when I realized how I was lucky I was given the opportunity, but I was lucky that I took the opportunities when I think. So that probably from the career point of view, I kind of like go, Phew, but I did that in my 40s going, okay, now I realise, wow. <laughs> I did um, good. <laughs> I did good, yeah, yeah. Because you always look at, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, I wish I hadn't done that, but then I realised now I did good.
0: You did good, exactly. So for a younger woman, you know, yeah. I think that the things that I would draw from what you've said is having great self-belief, however naive, like wherever that comes from, is really fantastic. And saying yes to opportunities is also brilliant as well. It is. Um, yeah. Just going for it.
1: That's right. And, you know, I talk about being a perfectionist and a control freak, but that was more later on because I was managing that. But can I just say, I made so many mistakes and there were some embarrassing, you think about, oh my God, I still think about it. And I cringe at those mistakes, but it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes and we shouldn't stop ourselves from thinking that we have to be perfect in order to do that role. Yeah. It is like you go in there and as long as the mistakes doesn't kill anybody yeah. and bring a business down or hurt anyone, you know, most of the mistakes that they're recoverable.
0: Yeah, and then they're normally sort of self-embarrassing ones, aren't they? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. I, more, more... What I was when I did That's that. That's right. You know, why so... did I
1: say that? Why did I do that? You know, why did I dress that or oh, got the wrong fashion item or something like that? Yeah. But they're very minor. But it's amazing how much we prevent ourselves from moving forward because we worry about embarrassing ourselves. And yeah. I embarrass myself plenty. But what's good is that when I talk to my you know, mentors, people who work with me, they don't remember that. They they remember the good stuff that we all did at the time.
0: Yeah. And it's that you're also drawing another issue here, which is the self-talk that we have. You know, How much are we our own worst enemies by what we yes. say to ourselves and yeah. how we judge ourselves? Have you consciously dealt with that in your history or is it something that It's evolved and you've kind of dealt with it without too much focus on it.
1: Oh, I realized that I'm a very much a negative self-talker over the years and I had to learn tools to manage that, to deal with that. And that's because I strive to do really well. And if I don't get there, if I make a mistake, like I said, I made plenty of mistakes and I learn from the mistakes. I also beat myself up. I used to beat myself up. So I stopped beating myself up. And what I do is I would allow the emotions, allow the emotions of, yes, I made a mistake. Yes, that was bad. Yes, it's not good. What did you learn from it? Debrief yourself, learn from the mistake and then move on. So I've gone through both where I would repress all that emotion and that's not healthy. I would explode and that's not healthy. But now what I do is I process it calmly, reflect on it, and then move on.
0: Yeah. Right. And that sounds like it's a journey that you've made by doing the two wrong things and, and exactly. sort of finding exactly. the middle way.
1: A yeah. Of those kind of and, and, and can I just say, so even though I had mentors at work, it was really in the late 20s onwards. And I'm in my late 40s, but we won't get there. It's doing uh, personal development courses. It's the coaching. It's the all of that I absolutely lapped it up. And I met somebody, fortunately, who was really successful, like around that time when I started and said that, and he told me like an average successful person would have about six coaches and you have a different coach for different part of your life, for career, for personal, for relationship, for that. And so I thought, ah, brilliant. Okay. And learn throughout my life to have the different coaches on the aspect where you want to improve. So, my journey, yes, there's a lot of self reflection, but I wouldn't have gotten there had I not also proactively learned how to do the personal development to know that I have my weaknesses, I have my faults. Recognizing them and awareness is good, but I needed help to improve on that. And I couldn't do it without the work of others.
0: That's quite an aligned approach, really, because I don't <laughs> think you'll find many people in the UK, particularly maybe in the U S and obviously it sounds like definitely so in Australia and not many countries where, you know, you might hire one coach to do one particular (laughs) bit of work with you, but actually to hire six or seven, you know, to have ongoingly to handle different things. That's
1: quite an approach. Yeah. But the six or seven doesn't have to be all paid. So you bet it can be a balance of Uh finding the right mentor you know, within the network. And I would actually, this is before the LinkedIn days when I meet somebody at an event and I would just go to them and say, look, I really relate to your story. This is my career. This is my path. Would you have time to have, you know, mentor me? And mentoring from the perspective of a free of somebody, they don't have much time. So it would just be one coffee a month, that sort of stuff. And I would pay for the coffee and I would pay for the lunch because to say thank you for taking the time to meet with me And then also have the paid coaches and have the paid, this is before, you know, and then also sign up programs like yours, you know, they're very important and that's what has helped me to evolve. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm done, I'm still doing it, but I do feel the person, I'm so much ahead, probably is the right word. Mm -hmm. I want to say from the person when I started my career journey in my early twenties, and it's amazing at this age knowing people for the last 20 or 30 years, for some of them, how some has completely also been amazingly successful in terms of what they're doing and have just not changed. They're still the same person from 20 or 30 years ago, but the problem seems to be more compounded, whatever the issues that they're dealing with. Right. Or the career that they're just in that same space and just whinging about life and their career not going anywhere. And for me, I don't like whinging.
0: So it sounds to me like you've used the coaches and the mentors to really move yourself forward, you know, so that you're personally evolving and growing, but also your business is growing as a result. Have you found that? You know, because this is something I say a lot to people that I work with, that there's Often a correlation between your personal growth and how well your business will grow. If you're running a business and you're the executive director or you're the founder or something, how big your business will grow would only
1: be dependent on how big you can grow as an individual. Would you say that was true? And somebody gave me this piece of advice that did that switch in my head, exactly like what you said, and basically said, Sandra, if you can't look after yourself, how can you look after your business?
0: Something
1: I say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So looking yeah. after yourself, yes, that does cover health and well-being. Yeah. But then emotionally, knowledge-wise, you know, that whole development, if you want your business to grow, it's not about you knowing every element of your business or you have to do everything. It's that your mindset does, I think, correlate to the business growth Yeah. and how okay. it grows and the culture and how it all works, Yeah. That's my belief as well.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. That's great. So, sounds great. What <laughs> would you say were some of the disappointments in your career? You know, if you look back on it now, I mean, you're a great place now, but on the way, we all experience disappointments.
1: What would you say were some of yours? I mean, I talk about where I was fortunate. I have people who believed in me and gave me opportunities. But there that some disappointments where... They're those who didn't give me the opportunities when I thought like it was well-deserved and either gave it to someone of lesser abilities and it has happened. And they're the big disappointment. I mean, I probably want to go into specific details. No, sure. It, I'm it, not asking you yeah. to do that Yeah, But it's at the time when it wasn't like a competition that you're trying to progress, but a job came up or an opportunity came up. I threw my hat in the ring. Yes, they don't have to pick me, but... When you work with somebody, and especially who knows that you're capable, who knows you can do it, and the feedback is like, well, we don't really know you, whether the disappointment would be, you know, you're going to have children soon, you know, and you're going to take this seriously. We don't know how you would fit in with this group because they're mainly, it's a very male group and don't know how a woman could go into it because I did work in a very male-dominated, you know, industry. Or I've had people who tried to tarnish my reputation in order to get ahead. And it was unnecessary and was hurtful. And those things did happen. I'm very sad at the time.
0: Yeah. How much
1: was the disappointment related to prejudice of the gender issue? It's hard to say because nobody tells, like, I mean, I gave you a couple of examples where they were like in Australia, they would tell you up front. (laughs) Not really, because you know, (laughs) everybody worries about lawsuits, but I did feel later in my career where, because I was told, Sarah, you're very ambitious, you know, as a negative thing. Um, <laughs> that was negative, was it? <laughs> yeah, that was a feedback, right. you know, in a performance review by my boss and also in a like couple of performance review and just said that, you know, yeah, I'm very ambitious as a negative point, thing in my review. Yeah, because you yeah. want my job. <laughs> that was yeah. it, was it? <laughs> Pretty much. or In that case, I actually didn't want his job, but I wanted a different job. And I wanted to pursue and just, you know, I've had that feedback that I'm too ambitious. And I thought, well, how could that be negative? Would you tell a guy the same thing? Yeah. Well, I've had comments made about me, which is quite gender bias, but nobody actually said because you're a woman, because you don't look like us because of what you wear and all that sort of stuff. You know, you know that's the reason why you didn't get the role. But my gut feel, and I don't like to play the victim game, by the way, oh. but my oh. gut feel tells me that there is something to do with that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't advocate the victim position at all. You know, you have to stand in your power and claim your power and make the decisions that you want to make. But it is interesting that the company that you now have, Elect, is very much around diversity and it's around promoting business owners who come from that diverse background, gender, diversity and everything. How much... Is that because of your experience?
1: Would you a say? lot of it. I would say all of, it. all of it. All of it. Because the consultant, the franchise, which is a business consultant, I worked with small businesses. And I love the fact that I could help them with my corporate knowledge in their business. And with small businesses, I do feel like they're the backbone of the economy. You know, I did the research in so many countries that they are the backbone of the economy, but they don't always have that support or the, you know, the treatment and it's a hard slog. So with ELECT, I love the fact that I'm helping small businesses. I love the fact that I'm working with the whole supply diversity and promoting them and highlighting them. And I love the fact that the impact is on gender equality. And pursuing that and this is just one of many roads of the gender equality impact because it's such a complex issue it's Mm. not like you know you do one thing and it solves it it's a number of issues and this is the first step to many I like to see yeah and technology it has to be technology enabled and so this is technology enabled and I love the fact about that with elect and that you know having a global reach but supporting local businesses yeah yeah
0: that's a brilliant way to take what what some of your negative experiences and actually creating a sort of positive outcome that says, okay, yeah. so I'm going to claim the power that says, okay, gender diversity is, is not being treated well, so we'll take actions to correct that and make it
1: different. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, because I understand, I guess, having been part of, like, having experienced these issues, I can see that it is a complex problem, and people don't realize that they're doing it, and this is the work towards to let's just resolve it. And I think inherently, I'm a problem solver, and I see okay, this is a big problem. It's not easy to solve, but let's start chipping away and not just talk about it, which yeah. you know I'm very much against talk first. I've volunteered for 20 years for international NGO. I've gone to a lot of conferences about women advocacy and issues and gender equality, and it needs to be more than just a conversation. And we really need action. Very good.
0: Hopefully our Facebook audience have any questions, please put them in the chat and Sandra or I will answer them later. And I suppose I have a question now to ask really on their behalf, for women perhaps who are starting out in their career, would you have some guidance for them about what would you say that they should take, the, the kind of approaches they would take?
1: I would say if an opportunity is given to you, take it. Even if you don't know whether you can do the role I mean, obviously, it's an opportunity to step up. I would just take it. And it's actually easier when you're starting out to be promoted than later. And so grab those opportunities because when you're starting out and you're showing enthusiasm, you do your work job well, you show up on time, people will say, wow, this is, you know, this person has really got the get-go and you're already ahead of the pack. And opportunities will be offered and so it's important to take them and not say, no, I'm not ready for it because we'll never be ready. It's like having a baby. Nobody's ever ready having a baby. <laughs> you know, it's the same that nobody's ever ready when the opportunity comes up. It just, when it's thrown at you, just take it.
0: Yeah, right. So for, for younger women, that's definitely the root. And also I draw from what you're saying, and it was true from my experience as well, that actually the younger that you are, the more opportunities you're going to have and that the yeah. opportunities actually lessen the further you get on in your career, and actually they narrow. Yeah, that the opportunities yeah. narrow and the glass ceiling comes down, and there's going to be a lot more tough. So actually, Correct. the younger you yeah. are, the more opportunities you have. So you need to take them then, and yeah. then later on you can have to create your own opportunities. That's more. That's right. That's the experience, right. Experience, isn't
1: it? It is. It is. And when you can take on these opportunities, you almost like fast track your career. And then you have more options later in life when you want to do something different and you don't have to take such a step back. Or if you want to take time, career break for, for children or career break to look at different opportunities or leave the corporate world for a while, it won't be so bad because you've built up all of this experience to go back into.
0: That's a brilliant piece of advice there. <laughs> so what are the three, if I was to sort of say, you know, thank you very much so far for the journey, the career journey, it's been fascinating. Mm -hmm. If you were to kind of summarise three important mindsets that you've had in your career that's led to your success and that makes you who you are today,
1: what would those three things be? Well, I think I've already said one is to be courageous, you know, taking those opportunities. So that will be the first one is to be courageous. The second one is to believe in yourself. Whether you're naive or not naive, just believe in yourself when an opportunity comes up, that that opportunity wouldn't come up if somebody didn't think you have the potential to do it. So definitely believe in yourself. And the third one, which I believe is really important, is to be kind. It's very easy in a corporate world to make a dog eat dog, a hostile type of thing, but it doesn't have to be like that. I was also very lucky early on in my career I had a mentor who showed me a book called The Power of Nice. And that title itself really tells you, like, you know, being mean or ruthless is not powerful. Being kind and being nice can be far more powerful in making things happen. And it's not a sign of weakness. So that would be my third advice is to be kind. Brilliant. Be kind to yourself and to be kind to others. Right. Yes.
0: Important to yourself and to others. Yes. I had a question really about courageous because courage is a very different thing, means a different thing for different people. So how would you say courage has manifested in your life?
1: I would say that if you come across a fear And I'm actually a very fearful person, by the way. I don't know what is it about me, but I was afraid of everything. I'm still afraid of everything. Um, (laughs) That's very uh, contradictory to everything that you said. I know, I I know, I know. I am afraid of lots of things. But I would look at my fear and I would say, is the fear of something that is like it will put my life at risk or is it a fear that's in my mind that because for whatever reason I have this fear in my mind? And if it's the latter then I would say, okay, then I'm going to do this. And I would take the courage to do it, whatever it is. I don't know how that came, how that happened to me. But when I started assessing everything, like each element when I'm fearful for whatever decision and work out whether it is in my mind or whether it's actually something real, literally 99% of the time, it's my mind. and made me realize how fearful I am of everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody is the same way as me, where... I do feel like at times people think like I appear to be more courageous in the stuff that I've done compared to everybody. Mm. But the reality, and I actually did a show not like a couple of days ago saying that I'm actually terrified of everything. I'm terrified of everything, but it's the mindset. I realize it's my mindset. I don't know whether it's my upbringing or what happened in my life, but I'm just terrified of everything. But I don't stop myself from doing anything or doing nothing. I just kind of like assess where's the fear coming from. And then I go forward. You confront it, yeah.
0: I mean, I do resonate a little bit with what you're saying, actually, about <laughs> fear. I think it's maybe to do with being an immigrant. Could And actually, yeah. you know, that somewhere or another you realise that actually this is a very strange place. <laughs> you <laughs> weren't born, up, born into it and there's some very strange people around. And I think yeah. it can, can lead to quite a lot of fearful thoughts. But it's great that when fear arises that you confront it and actually yeah. make that examination as to whether it's real or whether it's your own mind that's generating those fears. And if it's your own mind generating those fears, then your own mind can control that yeah, and stop it. So that's uh, excellent. Uh, mind management, I call it mind management, actually. <laughs> of, oh, I like that. I like instead that. of people management. You know, one has yeah. to, particularly in the world today when we're bombarded with all sorts of communications of all sorts of fears, including tv yeah. programs that are all about murder and that's you know, right terrible things happening you know you have to manage your own mind just to say well these yeah. are all figments of people's imaginations they're not real so you have to handle that so yeah. well done and it's that.
1: not easy thing to do for lots of people but i think once you're aware of it then it makes it manageable like you know and then you know you can manage it like you said and there's nothing there's no work there's nothing physical i have to do you just it giving through. yourself
0: that space of time yeah. to actually yeah. sit down and actually listen to the thoughts in your head and say, well, you know, are these sensible thoughts or are they nutty? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, just ignore those or just yeah. dismiss those. So yeah. yeah. So well done for, for doing that process. I do that often. <laughs> so I recognize it. Very
1: well. I so. Um, <laughs> yeah, well
0: done. so, well, I think this has been a brilliant conversation. I've really enjoyed uh, speaking with you, Sandra and I think you've had loads and loads of, you know, good pieces of wisdom and inspirational thoughts for everyone who's listening. So I hope that other people will think that. Please give us your comments if you're watching this on Facebook Live. And if you have any
1: questions, you know, would you be willing to kind of respond, Sandra? Yes, definitely. But I just want to point out with the time zone, it's evening here. So my response will probably be, you know, 12 hours later. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, you're about to go off and do dinner, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it.
1: And I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, Penny. Thanks for having me on the show. And I really enjoyed it too. I love it. And I love what you're doing. Keep on doing it. Meet lots of amazing women. And I look forward to seeing more of your interviews too. Lovely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Penny.
0: Thank you for listening to Standing in Her Power Global. What has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation? Please join our Facebook group to give us your feedback and engage in the discussions there. Share this episode with others who may be interested. Thank you for listening and we'll meet again in the next episode of Standing in Her Power Global.